This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Week 10 of the NFL season is underway. Oh, it makes me so anxious because our football is leaving us so soon. There's only three games left in the college football regular season. We're already in week 10 in the NFL regular season. I hate it. Things are happening too fast. We need a bye week. We all just need a bye week where we can just slow down for a second because things are getting a little too crazy for me. I, I can't go I can't go back to a world without football, Jacob. I won't do it. I won't do it. It's so dark and depressing. I can't. Don't send me into that void, Tom. Hockey and basketball and okay but it's not the same it's not the same damn it let's start with that action here on a well first of all let's start by like oh my god first of all you almost jumped the gun there oh my god it's a friday which means i and i alone oh my god for us and you almost started the segment without Without it oh my god all right light the fire i'm sorry Uh, i'm so sorry just warms my heart Thinking about my Fireside Fridays and football, right? And I'm we're, gonna be, we're gonna be without both in a couple of months. Both Don't say that. Football and our fireplace. Don't Fridays. say that. We're gonna figure out a way to light that fireplace in the off season, buddy. Don't, don't you worry about that. I promise you. Let's start with Thursday night football, though. Now that the fire is lit and burning bright. Was that your reaction Sorry, to? Sorry, I was doing my best impression of a Baltimore Raven. That was unreal, man. It's not even like they just. You know, got into a, a fight with the Dolphins and like the Dolphins played the best game of the century for Miami and they just really played above their heads against the Ravens. And even though Lamar was playing like his usual self, there was just, you know, nothing you can do on that Sunday. The Dolphins were just going to be a better team. The Ravens sucked. I mean, they looked awful in that game all Thursday night. Like Horrible. they could not get anything going offensively. Their defense was okay. But you give up 22 points to the Dolphins. To the Dolphins. I mean, Jacoby Brissett started the game left. Tua Tungavailoa comes in, plays well. In fact, I saw a funny tweet where someone put the touchdown pass he had against Georgia in the college football playoff championship game. That game winner. When he came off the bench and people were saying, is Tua better when he just comes off the bench in games? (laughs) Tua played well, though, when he did come in. I think he was 9 for 13, over 150 yards passing. And, yeah, the NFL is such an enigma. And last week, I think, was when it really punched everybody in the face because underdogs were just winning like crazy across the board. Week 10 starting off the exact same way. The Dolphins were an 8.5-point underdog at home against the Baltimore Ravens. And not only did they win, in control for most of the game. At one point, it was 15-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. Looked like the Ravens were going to do that stupid Ravens thing that they always do, that where they just to see float around wins. and then they win that game seventeen to fifteen or something like that. Guess what? Old wheel route from their own twenty-five takes it to the Ravens' ten-yard line, and that iced the game as the Dolphins got in the end zone shortly after that. So nice little one-yard touchdown run by Tua, put it away. Game over. Baltimore falls to six and three. And Steelers fans, that's great news. Because, A, not only do you see a lot of vulnerabilities in the team that's on the top of the division right now, but, B, you can be that team on the top of the division if you take care of business Sunday against the Lions, which you absolutely should. So not only are the Steelers potentially looking at 6-3 and three heading into the death stretch, they're looking at 6-3 and three with the AFC North in their pocket at the death stretch, which is great. It's the best position you can be in. A lot of people would tell you situationally, at the beginning of the season – 
if you were 10 weeks in and the Steelers were had five wins and they were within one game of the division crown, all they had to do was win their game to actually be in the lead for the AFC North. Steelers fans would be head over heels taking that all day because expectations were so wild. Expectations were so unpredictable for this year. Would they really be as bad as people thought? Were, were just all the experts wrong? You had no idea what you were going to get out of this team. But yeah, absolutely. This is right where you want to be if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Of course that can change. And that always happens over the course of the NFL season. Change is constant. However, right now, you are in the absolute best position if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. No question. And if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, you got to be wondering what the hell happened. I mean, everybody's been telling me that this team has flaws. This team has flaws. This team has flaws. I think I was so enamored with how Lamar Jackson's playing. That's why I've been wanting to make them my AFC favorite. I've been kind of overlooking those flaws. You cannot have a running back room of Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell. Bell. I mean, it's just... Latavis Murray. It's not working. Ten years ago, that'd be a... Like, six six years ago. It'd be the super machine of running back rooms. You couldn't afford three of those three guys. There's no way those three guys could fit on one NFL roster. No, they take up almost the entire salary cap alone. Good luck signing Lamar Jackson with those three Now all three of those guys are washed, and Lamar is like the fifth leading rusher in the NFL right now. And that's great because he's so dynamic, and he is an MVP caliber player this year despite the stinker he had last night. I think the lack of a running game via the running back position is catching up with Baltimore, and I think it caught up with them against the Dolphins last night. The Dolphins did a great job at stopping the run, only allowing, I think it was like 80 yards to the team, uh, to the Ravens team total, and no one other than Lamar was averaging a significant amount per carry. So... Great work from the Dolphins, of course, but I think it's also a, a matter of the Ravens. Just they, they got nothing from that running back room, and they're, they're finally, built on that running back room. Finally, 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 Tom, they were not able to pull off the Baltimore Ravens win. All year long, we've been saying, how did they do that against the Chiefs on that comeback on that Sunday night game in Week 2? How did Justin Tucker hit a 66-yard field goal to win it? How do they come back from, what, three touchdowns down last week? against Minnesota, how do they keep pulling off these ridiculous wins? Well, for the first time all year, it didn't happen. And not to say they got exposed, but we finally see what a consequence of of themselves putting them in a losing position can look like. They're no longer in the driving seat for this division, right? If they had lost last week, if they didn't come back against the Chiefs, or the the Vikings, or if they didn't come back against the Colts in that Thursday night game a couple weeks ago, or the Monday night game a couple weeks ago, people weren't saying, well, listen, they're still winning these games. They're still 6-2. and two. They're still the best team in that division. No, they finally lost this game, and they lost it against a bad team, a lesser team. Like, the, the you could have said the same thing about being a lesser team, uh, about the Vikings, the Colts, and the, and the Lions to the Ravens. And they finally did so against probably the second worst team out of all those in the in the Dolphins. And now people are really starting to second guess this Ravens team. Yeah, I am one of them too. After Absolutely. after a week ago, being like, yeah, I think they're the darling in the AFC. A lot of questions regarding the Baltimore Ravens. If you made me choose, though, I still think they end up with the AFC North. Hmm. I do. I still think they're the best team. See, I just think. You know, once we just did our mm-hmm, uh-huh episode of five one teams, and five 
the entire AFC West was all five win teams, but you made the point to say, well, they're not the best division because the AFC North has three five and win teams, five win teams, and one six win team mm-hmm. in the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The AFC North, I am mm-hmm-ing on, and I just don't know if you can pick them because it's kind of like the way we looked at the NFC West at the beginning of the year. You just didn't know which team was going to come out on top. Now at this point with that loss to the Dolphins, I don't know if the Ravens are going to be the team to come out on top. Uh, it's the AFC in general, but yeah, the AFC North especially is just a jumbled mess. Uh, still, any of the four teams could come away with that. Moving on to the other jokers in the division, the Bengals got a bye this week. Big jokers. I think that's a big deal for the Bengals. They need this bye. They give, need give, give yourselves yeah, a break. Hit that reset button. I know they're relatively healthy, so it's not like they need to get healthy or anything. But maybe the bumps and bruises that are associated with play through 10 weeks that everybody has, you ice those up a little bit. But like I said, you're coming off of a a terrible loss to the Jets that you got to win that football game. And then you lose in embarrassing fashion to your arch rival in your own stadium. And by the way, there were a ton of Cleveland Browns fans invading Cincinnati's stadium last Sunday. So... Just a bad – and the way it happened to where you win the toss, your your opening script is flawless. I mean, Burrow is just marching down the field. And if there's no pick six on, that game is 14-0. I agree. And in favor of Cincinnati. And because they after that pick six, what do they do? They march right down and tie the game. Right down again. So that one mistake really flipped everything in that football game. It was all downhill after they tied it uh, 7-7 for the Bengals. But – yeah, like we said uh, on the mm-hmm or uh-uh episode, it's a young team that's going to have these growing problems, but I think a bye week and hitting the reset button is, is just massive for them because just get that taste out of your mouth and, and get as far away from it as possible and, and spend two weeks focusing really hard on the Vegas Raiders who you have coming out of your bye week and another big game as far as AFC wildcard positioning is concerned. So Bengals off this week, but I, I think still worth – mentioning in the conversation for this race yeah sure i so we know that they play the steelers in what two weeks and three weeks two weeks technically they go to the raiders first and then they welcome the steelers in they go to vegas yes i know we just went uh uh-uh on the vegas raiders but it's not going to be an easy win in vegas no of course not like we said Derek carr's good so that's always going to make them at least competitive you know what i mean exactly so I think you have to win that game if you're the Bengals because, as you said, you think the one win you can just tie a bow on right now, today, is the is the Steelers over the Bengals in two weeks from now. So if that's true, if you're, you you got to win against the Raiders next week. The Brownies, this is the game that I really am intrigued with. Uh, I'm pretty upset it's the 1 o'clock window. I'd love it for yeah, me later. Yeah, you'd rather for us be able to have the opportunity to watch To really game. dive in and watch it in its entirety. But again, like we said earlier this week, it's very. It, it would be lovely if the Steelers could just put this game away against the Lions early so that we could turn our t- our attention to the Pats and the, and the uh, Browns. That's exactly where I'm going. Cleveland goes to New England, both teams at 5-4. and four. Patriots currently hold the 7 seed based on tiebreakers, so... Big game as far as wild card positioning is concerned. Big game for the Browns, too, as far as that division is concerned. Because, like you said, with that Ravens loss opening things up for the Steelers, it also opens things up for the Browns, who have to play the Ravens twice as well, remaining on their schedule this season. So, mm-hmm. Browns get to 6-4. and four. 
tie the Ravens in the win column and the Steelers in the win column. It's huge. Browns are right back in uh, control of potentially snagging that AFC North. And then on the Patriots side of things, like we said, they're only a half a game back of the Buffalo Bills. The Bills and the Patriots both have five wins right now. So they're pretty equal as far as the standings are concerned. Sure. Two games still left to go between the Patriots and the Bills as well. This, I could really see this game, you know, when we're in week 18 looking back and being like, swing game winner of this one went on to controlling that wild card spot and getting into the playoffs and pushing for their division loser of this one maybe still sneaks in the wild card but falls out of the division yeah i think it's possible i think the patriots have the better chance to make the playoffs just because their division they can stack wins they can stack although they already lost the dolphins that i mean is which was a flukier win tom the ravens against the dolphins last night or the pats against the dolphins in week one I'd say the Ravens because at least with week one, you got the it's week one. It's week one. Yeah. That's a good point. But still, the, the Patriots are going to be kicking themselves all year long. Uh, they should week. be six and three. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely should be. Uh, however, they're not. And that's why they were featuring our five win team episode of Mm hmm, uh huh earlier today. So I think still, the regardless of the outcome of this game yeah it could be a determining factor in terms of head to head i still think the patriots stand a better chance just because the bank the, the the browns have a much tougher schedule moving forward they still have to play the rest of the afc north uh every team at least once if i don't know if they've played the ravens already so they have to play the ravens twice that's not going to be easy i think it's going to be a tough road for the browns to win it to get there and I have far more confidence in Bill Belichick than I do, even though he has the rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. I still have much, far more confidence in him than I do Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that one for sure. Looking around at some of the other 1 o'clock games, the Falcons and the Cowboys, both teams currently in the playoff picture in the NFC. Um, I'd say the Cowboys are going to easily win this game, but who the hell knows about anything in the NFL anymore? Again, the Broncos had no business winning that game to, to make us question the Cowboys so much. Matt Ryan having a pretty good year, quietly. Yeah. Mm. You don't like Matt Ryan very much, I, so I don't I think don't. you're going to talk about that. I don't that. know how – I mean, look at the – you can't make any sense of the Falcons' season. They beat the Saints, they beat the Panthers, they beat the Dolphins, and they beat the Jets. To, to swing back from their 0-4 start against the Eagles, the Bucks, or sorry, they they, they uh, I'm I'm all over the place here. They lost to the Panthers, but still, they started one and three. They go three and one. I, I'm not going to be able to make sense of any of this. They lose to the Washington Football Team, but they beat the Giants. I, I just it makes no sense. I'm sorry. Kind of feels like they're going to beat the Cowboys based on all no, this I do not up and down the aspects that they're playing with. Looking ahead, I mean, they're going to lose to the Cowboys, they'll lose to the Patriots, they'll lose to the Bucks, they could lose to the Niners, they could lose to the Bills, and they could lose to the Saints again. So, but they could beat the Lions, they could beat the Saints again, they could beat the Niners, they could beat the Panthers, and they could beat the Jaguars. I mean, those are all possible wins yeah. right there for sure. I'm not, so. not going to give the Pan the Falcons any legitimate shot other than the fact that the top of that conference is so much better, and then there's just such a significant drop-off So let, let's switch gears then and say, are the Cowboys, are you waning on them as far as a Super not Bowl contender? No. Do you think it's just a fluke? As a Super Bowl contender, I did not think they really – stood that great of a chance because I had far more confidence the other three teams at the top of that conference and the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Bucks and the and the Packers for that matter, so four teams. 
But in terms of getting to that number one overall seed, I still think they have a pretty good shot because they still have a very easy schedule down the stretch, including the Falcons. Team the Falcons just beat last Sunday. The New Orleans Saints traveled to Tennessee to face off against the Titans. Uh, I think that the Steelers nation would love a Titans loss. I don't see it coming, though, against the Saints, although the Saints are one of the most bipolar teams in the NFL. So wouldn't shock me if they come off of a loss at home to the Falcons and then go to Tennessee and win. So who knows what's going to happen there. But I like the Titans to get to 8-2 and two there. The Jags and the Colts do battle. The Colts desperately trying to claw their way back into things. Probably get to 5-5 five and five and make it a little bit interesting as far as they're concerned. Bills at Jets. The Jets have been a giant killer this year so know. far. I think maybe I see this as a possible upset. However, with the Bills losing to the Jags last week. They're going to be hungry. You can't lose back-to-back, right? You can't. You if can't. you're the Bills, you can't. If you're if you're supposed to be the best team in your conference, you cannot lose in back-to-back weeks to the Jaguars and the Jets. Not so sure it won't be close, though. Mike really? White's coming back for the Jets. We'll get a little Mike White action How again. How about the fact that Robert Sala said even with Zach Wilson healthy, he's going to hesitate giving him the football? What does that mean? That sucks for Zach Wilson. Josh Rosen 2.0 potentially. That would be horrible. It'd be even. This is even worse because Josh Rosen was what the ninth overall in a class of five guys and six was guys. replaced by the number one overall right. pick next year. Zach Wilson. It was just two guys. It was Trevor Lawrence and. Zach Wilson in the top. Trey Lance was a question mark. Justin Fields went at number 15. Mac Jones, they didn't know where he was going to go. Mac Jones didn't go. Mac Jones went 15. Uh, Fields went Fields 10. Went 11. They traded, 11th, they traded up right. to grab so him. So it was just those two guys really at the very, very top. And it was really, you knew Trevor Lawrence was going to go one, so it was just Zach Wilson next. So I think this is a worse, worse scenario if it doesn't work out for Zach Wilson in, in New York compared to Josh Rosen in Arizona. Washington and Bucks round out the one o'clock window. Tom Brady's going to destroy the Washington football team. Um, you better you, hope so if you're the Buccaneers. I mean, I do. I think so. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think, I think so happen. too. I think you know we saw what he did against the Bears a couple of weeks ago. Five touchdowns for yeah. Brady in this game would not shock me at all. Moving to the four o'clock slate of things, the game of the week at four twenty-five on CBS: Packers and Seahawks. Russell Wilson's status a little unknown right now. I think he's going to play I think though. He's gonna play. Aaron Rodgers can return as early as tomorrow. But as late as? Sunday. Right. So he might miss it, right? He could if he, t- if he tests positive again. If he tests positive again. Yeah, I mean, if he tests positive he's again, out then for Sunday. Out. Yeah, it's done. I have a feeling he's going to test negative. I have, I have a no feeling idea. he's going to end up playing. This is someone who's been unvaccinated. Again, this is not me taking a stance on the vaccine and your personal opinion to get it, but this is someone who's been unvaccinated without a mask and in public scenes going to Halloween parties with teammates. So in large crowds, unvaccinated, it's very possible he still has it. Only thing I'd say going for him is he is asymptomatic right now. So that's a good thing working in his direction. We are either, we are teetering on the edge of Geno Smith versus Jordan Love. Oh my God. Or Russell Wilson versus Aaron Aaron Rodgers. So if it's Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers, that's a really fun 425 national TV game to watch. Seahawks, desperately needing a win to get back into things. And if they do get a win and get to 4-5, and five, like we said, that 7 seed is wide open, so I think they could grab it still. Let's not forget, before Russell Wilson went down with that finger injury, he had 10 touchdowns to one interception He's, on the he year. He was playing awesome. He was, I mean, this, we, we talk about the, the MVP race is a crapshoot because no one really wants it. 
I think if Russell Wilson comes back and, and backpacks into the wild card, yeah, it's, I mean it's very possible he can have it. At least he'd be in the running for it. Cardinals and Panthers kick off at four oh five. Is this another you even think, with Colt McCoy quarterback, which I don't think is going to happen? I think Murray's going to play. You think Cam Newton is up to speed in time to play on Sunday? No, I you, do you don't think so? You think that's not. a next week? I don't even thing. think Christian McCaffrey is up to speed, and he's been back for a week now. I do agree that it's a, a really, really tough task to ask Cam Newton to just learn the offense in four four days and Let's then not forget and start. Too, this is no, this and is then start the, on the road. This is not the Carolina Panthers that he knew no, when he left. No, completely different staff. This is not it's Ron Rivera's Carolina Completely Panthers. different offense. But I do expect after this week he will take over as the starter once he has a full week of practice yeah, under his belt. Yeah, because Darnold's going to be out four for to six weeks. long term. Donald's going to be out for the rest of the year. I think Cam Newton's going to be the one they ride out. So even if he comes back healthy at some point, I think Cam Newton's going to look not amazing, come on. but he's going to look come better. On. I think he's going to look better you than what Donald was. He looked last year for the Patriots. I don't think he ever looked as bad as Donald has lately in the past couple of weeks. He's been pretty bad. And you've seen the photos and the videos of Robbie Anderson reaming him out on the sideline. Yeah, you can't have that. You're Robbie Anderson. Like you're not anybody special. Right. Either. And if, but if you're Robbie Anderson and you're making that kind of scene, that is not a good sign if you're Sam Darnold. Vikings Chargers also kicking off at 4:05. The Vikings will lose this game by a field goal in overtime. That's just the way that the world says it has to be. So it is written, so shall it pass. The Vikings will lose a close one to the LA Chargers. The Chargers will continue to hold on to their lead in the AFC West. Yeah. That's fact. What I just told you is fact. It'll okay. And you know what? The Vikings will probably be up by two touchdowns at some It'll point. It will definitely too. be a close game. This will be an exciting game. Vikings are up 17 to 3 at halftime. Vikings lose 27 to 24. That's Good just job. how it always ends off of up. A, off of an either last second field goal by the Chargers or a missed field goal the by the The Chargers are going to kick a 60-yarder that's going to hit every crossbar and upright <laughs> twice and then go in. And then the Vikings are going to end up went losing that football game. And finally, the last 4 o'clock window game, Eagles at Broncos. This game is disgusting. I have want nothing to do with this football game at all. You're really high on the Eagles. I'll be I'm, not high, I'm, not, I'm high on Jalen Hurts. I'll be high on the Eagles this week. I think they go to mile high and get a win. I'm high on Jalen Hurts. I think he's having a really good season. Actually, I take that back. I'm not high on the Eagles this week. I'm still incredibly low on the Broncos despite their win. So, so it's only because you're low on the Broncos that you're high on the Eagles. Yeah, and like you said, I do agree with you that Jalen Hurts is not getting a fair shake of things because he's been playing really well, and his Devontae Smith connection I think is getting better and better and better. But I feel like the Eagles just, for whatever reason, are already convincing themselves that he's not the guy, and there's nothing Such he can. There's nothing yeah. he can do to fix that. Steelers might. <laughs> Sunday night football: Chiefs at Raiders. Record-wise, this is a great matchup. Chiefs are a two and a half point favorite. Uh, both teams in the playoff hunt. Raiders firmly in the playoff picture as it stands right now. Chiefs on the outside looking in. There's just so much turmoil in Vegas that it's tough to really buy into them to win any sort of a big game with all that distraction. I guess they are now a week more removed from those distractions. And as we sit here on a Friday, I don't think they've done anything stupid this week, but it's it's the Raiders. So Mm -hmm. that could happen at any time before Sunday kickoff. They could do something incredibly stupid knowing them. But Raiders play the Chiefs tough. Uh, in the Gruden era. I know the Gruden era is over, but the over. past couple of years they've played Mahomes really tough. I think it's a close game, not because the Raiders play them tough, though. I just think the Chiefs' offense is broken, and when they go on the road, it's going to be extra broken. So 
I don't see the Chiefs really putting up their usual 40-point performance where Carr is going to have to outduel Mahomes in a shootout. I think it's going to be a close game with more of the score being in the 20s for each team. Very possible. I just don't think that the Raiders are going to be able to turn things around, like I said in a previous episode of mm -hmm, uh uh-huh. This is just where the Chiefs start to separate themselves from the teams like the Raiders and the Broncos. And finally, Monday Night Football, Rams and Niners. It's in San Man, Francisco. At the beginning of the year, this looked like one of the best Monday Night Football games of the year. The Niners were the favorite in almost every sports book to win the NFC West at the beginning of the season. Now I think they're my favorite to finish in the basement. They don't look good. Something, they, something's up with them right they now. They started 3-0, and correct? Yes. Or they started – oh, no, they started 2-0. and so they've gone one and five in their last six. Something's up with them. I don't think it's going to get fixed because they play in such a tough division. And with Russell Wilson coming back, they already lost to the Seahawks this year. Going to get a lot tougher to play him. Obviously, we know Arizona beat them with Colt McCoy and James Conner running all over them. And I think the Rams are going to get a big win on Monday Night Football too. They want to. They want to bounce back after that embarrassment to of the course. Titans. OBJ, you, can't really you, think, an you think OBJ plays in this game? Yeah, but does it mean anything? No. They've got can we, so can we many targets. The fact that OBJ joined the team of which Deshaun Jackson left because he wasn't getting enough targets. I think OBJ thinks he's better than Deshaun Jackson. Sure, he is, but still, I mean, you're not gonna just because you're OBJ. That's great. Five years ago, this is 2021. You're not gonna, you're not going to usurp Robert Woods or especially Cooper Cup in the death chart. No, but what I think he's thinking here is what. What fixes an image? What fixes a brand more than anything? A well, Super Bowl win. winning, and even if you're not getting, you know, 15 targets a game, catch a touchdown in a playoff game, catch a touchdown in a in Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Antonio Brown. It's the it's the cure all. So I think you know it's only a one year deal in L. A. Too. So you know maybe this is a little rehab, a little rehab for the image, and then you go back out and hit the market, and you prove that you can still make some big plays, and maybe a team. We'll take a shot at you, but yeah, I got the Rams winning that one pretty big. It's time for our triple play, our three picks for this week. Where do we stand? Tom? I went three and zero last week. Big of week for me, sixteen and eight on the year. You went two and one. Your hot streak continues as you are still just a game behind me at really fifteen around, and nine I? on the season. I will cede the floor to you, sir. You may you pick. Will. You may pick your three games first. Okay, first I'll go with, and I have this. Um, where was it? Where do I want to start? Ah, I'll take Seattle plus three and a half okay. for my first one. I think even with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson playing, the Seahawks can still keep it closer, if not pull out the win. And this is all relying on Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson will play. If it's Geno Smith, then I'm going to just shock this up for a loss for me. But I'll go for my first one, Seattle plus three and a half. My second, Kansas Kansas City minus two and a half. Nice. I don't think the Raiders keep it close at all. I don't know why Vegas is thinking that Vegas can do that. And for my third one. They're homers. Huh? They're homers. I guess so. Uh, my third one here. Where should I go, Tom? I have options, don't I? I'm going to go. Oh, I'm going to. All right. Pick the game already. For all God's right. sake. You have five here seconds. Here we go. Here we go. Lions plus eight. I think the Steelers pull off, still pull off the win. I think this is the safe bet. Steelers money line, Lions points. I like that. I like that. I think the Steelers do end up winning the game. But like I said on our earlier episode that we've done, don't see them covering a spread. Mm -hmm. I don't see the Steelers really blowing out 
any team at all. My triple play, I got the Browns plus two and a half. Going on the road to New England, I kind of have a feeling the Browns are going to pull that one out despite the fact that they don't have Nick Chubb. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think okay. Baker's going to turn the ball over a couple times. I was looking at that one. I think the Browns can turn Mac Jones over a couple times sure. as well, though, to even things out. So I got the Browns plus two and a half on the road. I'm taking a heavy favorite on this next one. I'm taking the Buccaneers laying I say which one? nine and a half points against the Washington football Save team. That. I know it's on the road. You're laying nine and a half points on the road. The Patriots can, or the Patriots, the Buccaneers can beat <laughs> the Washington football team by 10 points. I think they win this game by two touchdowns, so I got them. And finally, taking another favorite to wrap things up. Nope, I'm oh. going with the Tennessee Titans, minus three at home against the, the New Saints. Orleans Saints. That line scares me a bit. Feels like it might be a little too low, but I think the Titans end up winning that game by a touchdown. They're definitely better than the Saints are. They are, and I think they end up winning that game by a touchdown. So recap, I got the Browns plus two and a half. The Bucks minus nine and a half, and the Titans minus three. You have the Seahawks plus three and a half, the Chiefs minus two and a half, and the Lions plus eight. Lions plus eight, but Steelers money line. Speaking of Lions plus eight, time to make our Steelers Lions predictions. I've said all along, and you just reiterated with your one triple play pick. I think the Steelers are going to win this football game. Do not think they covered the spread. I don't think that the Steelers team is capable of blowing anybody out. I got the Steelers winning this football game 20 to 13. Oh, I was very close. I went 20 to 14. There you go. Steelers. Lions cover. Lions covered in both. Exactly. That'll do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. As always, we are really appreciative of you listening. Hope you use our triple play picks because 16 and 8 and 15 and 9. Guys, we're making you money this year. Exactly. We're ma- I mean, we're making despite, you money. My, my early season lack of success. That's all right. Really you trust the process. Trust exactly. the process, and the process is paying dividends now, baby. So win some money on our picks. This, of course, will be the week we both go 0 and 3 now that I gave it the extra special plug. Enjoy the Steelers action on Sunday at Hyde's Field. 1 o'clock kickoff between the Steelers and the Lions. And Jacob Recht and myself, Tom Offerman, will be back in the saddle next week to recap it all right here on the Steelers Standard.